0: Welcome to Speaking of Influence, the podcast for speakers and professionals or anyone who wants to present with impact. Hosted by presentation persuasion coach, John Ball. Remember to like and subscribe. If you're thinking of starting a podcast, there couldn't be an easier way to get started than getting started with Buzzsprout. They have all the tools and resources you need for starting a podcast and getting it out to all the major podcasting networks. Check out the link in the show notes and get your podcast started today. Welcome to the show. Today I have with me a guest who is a professional speaker and has become known internationally as the Bucket List Guy. He now has Bucket List coaches in over 22 countries, helping other people achieve their dreams in their life as well, uh, as well as being a great speaker. He has come here to join us today. So please welcome Trav Bell, the Bucket List Guy.
1: G'day, John. How are you? I'm I'm really good.
0: Yeah, really yeah. happy to be speaking to you. Uh, when we had a, a little chat yeah. before, we realized that we were kind of uh, connected historically through some of the organizations we'd both been involved with in the, in the past, which was uh, interesting. Because I know that you've been like one of my uh, sort of contacts on Facebook, I think, and LinkedIn for, for years. Uh, and then... Oh, uh, yeah, then yeah. And then I ended up getting a message from you uh, saying about uh, um, being on the show. And I was like, well, yeah, absolutely. I would love to have you on the show. So, so yeah, this is a good chance to have a, have a chat and, uh, yeah, and talk about sure, some man. of the stuff that you're doing. So, so let's start off with um, the bucket list thing, because some people may not even know what a bucket list is. Hopefully most people have come across this concept. But for those who don't, what is a bucket list?
1: Well, it's all the things you want to do before you die, right? And and there was a movie out. It's a it's a crappy movie. It's about, because it's a, and I've based my whole career on it. Um, it was a crappy movie because it's about two blokes that get given a cancer diagnosis and then they write a bucket list, right? Too late. <laughs> too, too late. You've already got the use by date. So my, my, a whole mission for for really my purpose my vision is to wake people up before they get given a used by date to live a more meaningful more purposeful uh, happier more fulfilled life and I do it obviously through this filter of bucket list and um, yeah so I've I've been the bucket list guy for about ten years and someone actually called me the bucket list guy after the first very bad seminar that I put on my first public seminar. I'm sure you can appreciate that, buddy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and here I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a CSP and I'm a TEDx speaker. I'm, I'm, you know, traveling around the world doing all these other keynote talks and stuff like that. But I look back on that first one, it was a shocker. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but at the end of that first one, someone actually called me the bucket list guy. Cause I started sharing all my, I had a list to do before I, a list to do before I die, written down since I was eighteen, and no one knew this about me. And I started sharing it as part of this seminar, and um, it really inspired people. And someone said, how, "How's this list to do before you die stuff?" It's like a bucket list. You're like the bucket list guy, and I went ping like bulb moment, and uh, went home and registered the dot com. But um, it, and with really no idea how the hell I was going to monetize it too, it just <laughs> felt right. It was a you know good good values match, but. Um, it really is the filter that I run my life through. And, um, you know, now obviously we'll go through it, but created some intellectual property around it, um, a whole bunch of different uh, products and services that we go out there and offer too.
0: Yeah, well, that's fantastic. So, I mean, even I mean, I love that because even though you didn't know exactly how, how to do that or how to monetize it or make a career out of it, you just got started. And that really is yeah. the most important thing that. Most people don't do. I, I know I, I myself was very guilty for the longest time of just spending far too much time thinking about things instead of actually just doing them. You
1: can't. And, and I think if people actually go out there, share their story, then then, um, and, and not strangle the result, look for that golden nugget, you know, that, that aha kind of moment. Just go out there and present. and You never know. You might get, I call it user-generated content, <laughs> you know, someone actually calling you, the whatever person, there was a little bit of strategy behind it because we're talking to speakers here. I know you've got a lot of speakers in your network and I love speaking to speakers as a CSP myself, a certified speaking professional, um, like I said, a TEDx thought leader and having been a professional speaker, keynote speaker for the last 10 years. um, I, you know, 10 years ago, um, you know, the, the rise and rise of social media was starting to really happen. Um but the guys who were in my kind of space, which is what I love you a know, personal development and these sorts of you know the the likes of Jack canfield, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, and all these big old uh, Brian Tracy, all of these kind of guys, yeah. and I just use these examples, but they were all they all had a library of a library of content before the internet, yeah. and I thought all right. 10 years ago, the internet not going away, social media definitely not going away, how do I rise above the noise? Because it's seriously noisy out there and I'm not Tony Robbins and I'm not Jack Canfield. I'm not one of these guys. Oh, most so, of us aren't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I don't want to be, to be honest. I, but um, I just thought, to be honest, attaching you know, an online superhero kind of brand or a a brand beyond just Trav Bell would get more attention, would get noticed more, hence why I'm on this podcast and hence why I've been hired to speak around the world. The Bucket List guy is a hell of a lot more exciting, mate, than uh, good old Trav Bell from uh, from (laughs) Melbourne, Australia. (laughs) So, But but it just gets gets noticed, you know, a lot more from a branding point of view. I just wanted to I didn't have a lot of money when I started and I just, I, I knew I had the power of social media. So I just, I, and I've said this to a lot of thought leaders and speakers over the years, you know, pick a highway and then pick a lane and then own that lane, Yeah. you know. So I've been on that lane for 10 years just doing this. I could have been the fears guy or it could have been the belief systems guy, <laughs> the gratitude <laughs> guy or whatever, but I've just, Bucket List is more, I'm more congruent to that.
0: So, so the question on on the tip of my tongue is um is there a superhero uniform to go with your superhero persona
1: <laughs> oh definitely definitely um I, I, from here down i've got nothing on i mean that's, that's pretty much <laughs> no, no it's um no look at, look at this it's uh i know it's cheesy and stuff and but maybe not the. but we've got you know we've got we've got now bucket list coaches around the world and. Um, Actually, there there was a bit of a superhero because when I turned 40, um, in the face of this whole midlife crisis, you know, midlife crisis, and one of the things, one of the catch cries that I'm known for saying is people are dying at 40 and being buried at 80. Yeah. People are dying at 40 and being buried at 80. You know, my mission is to help wake people up. When I turned 40, I had a midlife crisis. I, I got a Mohawk. And uh, in my TED talk, you'll see me with my mohawk. That was my um, Q40 haircut. <laughs> um, but I, I wore that for a, for a little while. But then we've got, and we we've got now things like we've got all of our bucket listers running around the world doing selfies and ticking stuff off their bucket list. We're using our ticket before you kick it hashtag. Um, so if you put that into ticket before you kick it hashtag into social media, you'll see a lot of our coaches and clients around the world from all walks of life doing stupid stuff and travel and all the things on their bucket list. And even we even give them a little graduation bucket when they finish their, nice. finish their programs with it, tell them not to kick it before they tick it. Yeah, that's, that's the slogan. But no, it's, it's um, no uniform as such. But um, hopefully the message, hopefully the message sinks in. And it seems to have certainly done that over the last 10 years.
0: Yeah, where, where did you first find the spark for wanting to be on a stage talking to people, helping them transform their lives?
1: Yeah, I, I um, for the first 20 years, like out of university, I, I grew up as a surfer, surf lifesaver, um, swimmer and always a jock and I, I ended up doing a human movement physical education degree. And so I, um, in my third year of uni, I started personal fitness training, and this was in the early '90s when there wasn't this thing called personal training. So I was one of the first personal trainers, kind of running around Melbourne here in Australia, helping people. Then I, I got, I started with one client. I ended up, um, ended up uh, founding, founding and franchise, being the first to franchise personal training studios around Australia. So that was my first business. Started with one client, ended up you know, me and my team, tens of thousands of clients, over two million personal training sessions um, over the over that 20 years and helping heaps of people. Are always an educator, always wanting to help people. I mean, that's, aside from health and, you know, helping people, I, I, I don't feel I'm contributing if I'm not helping people. And I, you know, for me, I want to, I'm not happy just helping one or two or a handful of people. I want to help people en masse and I'm I'm um I've just always been that way. So I guess mm. I'm a I'm a coach, I'm an educator by trade, and I just want to help people, you know, and and I um I want to help people be freer and I want to people help people be happier. And I went see, I went through depression myself. Right. And and this is how all this ended up is instead of going on like heavy antidepressants, which I knew a lot of my mates were. Um, and they were just, you know, like zombies in their life um, and sleepwalking through it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to go on the full-on anti- antidepressants. I'm going to go into personal development. So that's what I did. And I had to really muster up the courage and, and the inspiration to go to events every weekend. I spent a heap of money running to the back of the room, buying the next thing and getting the coaches and going to the events and freaking walking on fire, breaking boards, Mm -hmm. hugging it out and high-fiving it with strangers, you know, on weekends, (laughs) not not the ones that want to cry. I, I cry on your shoulder, you cry on mine. We share our stories and breaking arrows, bending bars and all this sort of stuff. Um, but I, I wanted to get to the root cause of my own psychology instead of putting a Band-Aid effect over the top of it, which was, you know, to me, it was antidepressants. Mm-hmm. And so um, I got to the psychology, and it was actually a friend of mine, sort of at the end of a one, two-year period, I really started to deal with my own issues, my own psychology, and get to the root cause of what was actually going on. And, um, you know, and and... and and this is around the time I had my businesses and I, you know, everything on the surface was going well, but there was a dark cloud sort of hanging over my head and a few things were going wrong in, in my, my perspective anyway, in my life. And it just became a compound kind of effect and you know how it goes. And, yeah. and um, it was actually a friend of mine said, why don't you, I mean, why don't you teach this stuff? We were in a seminar. He goes, why don't you teach this stuff? And I've been in personal training. I'm like, yeah, that's maybe the shift that I, I needed. And it actually helped me compartmentalise what I was going through. That's mm-hmm. why I'm here. That's gave me justification for spending these tens of thousands of dollars on, on these courses and programs. So I actually then I I put on my first seminar, um, which did not, you know, <laughs> um, I nearly had to pay the 40 people to come to to that first seminar. But it was uh, luckily I, I you know, I was so nervous before it. I put it on. That's why I encourage everyone to do: just book a room and put on a seminar and just talk your truth. And you never know what will happen. And then, before you know it, Joe, one of the girls at the time, said, "Hey, this all this bucket list uh, stuff is you're like the bucket list guy." And here we are. Mm-hmm. So that's how it all kind of happened. And and now, you know, I I've always wanted to help people. And now, first twenty years of my life was PT, and now the next twenty years maybe is. Uh, PD or personal development, helping people <laughs> with, um, you know, with with every other area of their life. But again, yeah. through the filter of this bucket list.
0: Yeah, I, I like that you. I like the order in which you suggested people do things as well. Like book the room. Make um, like that the thing you do first. Like even if you don't know what you're gonna exactly what you're gonna talk about and say, there's something about having something locked in, having your events locked in, that makes you do it. It's like creating those. Yeah. Um, ulysses contracts in life you lock yourself into it and then you'll be amazed what you can actually pull out the bag to make it happen so so i love yeah
1: and it's it's actually an accelerated learning technique i mean you you book a room you pay a deposit you tell some people that it's going to be on you create a landing page and just go for it and then and then you know i've mentored a heap of speakers over the last five years especially um and, uh, yeah, it's like just if you want to be a public speaker versus a keynote speaker, a public speaker is when you're running your own events. So we've got sort of public speaking and private speaking. Public is where people pay for their own seat, um, and private is where the employer or organisation will pay for all their employees to do a program with you or, a you know, a conference or something like that. Um, but, yeah, if they, and I think the two should coexist, you know, because you'll 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 be able to on sell one into another, yeah. um, and this I think where a lot of a lot of speakers leave a lot of money on the table um, by not delving into into both uh, you know both highways there. So sure. I think um, yeah, just book, booking a room, telling people you, you you'll work it out. You know, uh, but so many people um, are perfectionists, and I encourage everyone to to be a progressionist.
0: yeah i i tend i i like to reframe people on perfectionism all the time but uh but a progressionist so just focus on moving forward and uh yeah it's also a good way to to refocus yourself, too many people thinking it has to be just right or what if it's not perfect? What uh, what if if one person doesn't like it? (laughs) Oh,
1: my God, yeah. I mean, if if you're actually polarising, if you're actually getting some haters, it means you're doing a good job. Um, But you've got to – I mean, that's the – and you know, I'm sure you've got some as well, John. You know, we've got some absolutely shocking gigs, shocking stories and where, you know, it was very, very easy to give up, you mm-hmm. know, and and heckled. I, I even in a gig, right, I, I had as a park hire here in Melbourne and it was the room was full of 250 CFOs. You know, it was a business breakfast. Everyone was in suits. I, I wasn't, I, I go in literally dressed like this. Um, I do have some jeans on and, uh, and the, the tats, are the mohawk. And, you know, like the coolest thing about being a speaker is when you get comfortable with your topic, you just become more of yourself. It's an expression of yourself. And they're actually paying for you to disrupt. They're paying for that other perspective, not for you to be a sheep. So I started my speaking career in a tie and a shirt and all that sort of – and I'm like, I feel so uncomfortable. And uh, I just wasn't – I was just being a bit robotic. And before you know it, I got to this gig and it was a big deal and in front of some very, very influential people. And I had a guy literally get up right in the middle because it gets a bit – because I talk about cancer and I talk about all sorts of you know different things – in relation to this bucket, this message, I had a guy literally grabbed the microphone off me. We had a roving mic and he said, um, uh, this is shit and you are full of shit. Wow. In front of 250 people and I've gone, all right. How do we deal with that? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah uh, and, his, and then i had to because worst nightmare having something like that happen in a, in
1: a yeah life. yeah and it's in those moments and i i i and it was just after a, a piece that i do around around um you know cancer and and you know as a speaker you've got to go in there and, and disrupt you know and you've got to wake them up because you only get it you know a typical keynote is 45 minutes to an hour so I'm not so presumptuous that I'm going to change their life in one hour. You know, like, who do you think you are? But you've got to go in there and disrupt, give them another, a bit of a bolt of lightning. And, and you know, it could be right place, right time for your message. So, you know, as speakers, we've got to be brave. We've got to, you know, play with the edges. Like a, like a stand-up comic, play with the edges. Go deeper, go more emotional, go more funny, go a bit more raunchy on our stories and, 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 and don't look to polarize, but def- definitely play with the edges. Yeah. So I go there with the cancer thing and it always works, but this guy, I could, I got close to him and he had a, you know, a bit of a tear in his eye, hand on the, you know, hand on the shoulder. I said, obviously what I've said is, uh, has triggered you to us, you know, uh, something personally, mate, thank you for your feedback and, you know, open body language kind of thing. Um, if anyone else feels like this, that I'm full of shit, like I, I totally take the feedback, <clears throat> happy to have a, you know, happy to have a conversation with anyone, but could, um, at the end of it, but could I have a conversation with you one-on-one after this? And, uh, you know, long story short, had the one-on-one did the selfie and, and even, uh, and he, I found out that his uh, wife was going through chemo at the time. So that's right. just, you know, and, uh, yeah, but uh, you've you got to be you got to be uh, super flexible. Um,
0: you do. If that, I,
1: happened first, if that, that happened when I first—that happened when I first started. I would have froze. You know.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I mean, we f- it,
1: we flex that muscle, don't we? By doing more gigs, yeah. by saying yes, by doing the shittier ones, by doing the bigger rooms, we, we flex that muscle.
0: In the yeah, for most people in the earlier days of public speaking, um, you would start getting into yourself and and withdrawing in those kinds of situations. I think, well, but with uh, with experience and and with as I would say a good deal of emotional intelligence as well, you you start to recognise that that there's a, a better and kinder way that actually look you know, looks and feels better for you and for everyone else as well. Which I'd say was uh, was what you described there too. So, uh, but I do think those, those are things that, you know, I I know when I very first started getting into speaking, uh, that was certainly one of the things I was afraid of. I don't think it happens quite so much in in England. people are a bit more shy and reserved. They usually come up and sort of tut and roll their eyes whilst you're speaking, but come up and tell you quietly afterwards, or pop it down on a post it for you. But uh, they went, uh, any, <laughs> any really <So> comedy... polite. <laughs> Aussies a little bit more brash. Yeah, yeah. It's only is really comedy shows where people feel that they can uh, that they participate. Can I think it's the uh, the addition of alcohol lowers those uh, lowers those British reserves and uh yeah. so yeah i think maybe after the inner speakers have a similar experience but yeah, um, oh, it's, yeah. i think that's a it's an amazing story because you you it's important for speakers to understand there's always going to be disasters and stuff that goes wrong but you do actually learn and grow from it and, and there's always going to be people who don't like what you do and they're not yeah. your. They're not your audience. If that's the case, that's cool. You're
1: not gonna. You're not gonna please everyone. Yeah. You know, you've got to speak. It's a fine line, isn't it? You've got to speak your truth. You've got to speak from your heart. You, you've got to be prepared for uh, people not liking you, but for the the people that that do get your message. Um, you know, they're they're the ones you've got to really focus on. They're the ones that um, give you that positive reinforcement, that social proof, you know, and give you that um, yeah, give you that confidence to to help even even more people. They they really cement your why. Um, and uh, you know, it's interesting, John, a, a coach of mine, early coach of mine, said. You know, because we all suffer from that imposter syndrome, right? It's like, who do who do you think you are? Like, I went out and called. I went out and called myself the world's number one bucket list expert. Reason why I did it, man, is because no one else was saying it. I went onto Google and I'm like, who's the Mac Daddy? Who's like the king of bucket? Who's like the expert? Oh, look, no one. So stuff it. I'll I'll put it on my website. And long story short, here I am, the world's number one bucket list expert. <laughs> and you've got to claim your space. I'm stupid enough to do that. So. Um, but the point is, um, what was I going to say is I've lost my train of thought. There you go. And sometimes that happens. (laughs) Um,
0: yeah, it happened to be on a recording yesterday as well. I could not remember for the life of me halfway through a sentence what I was going to say, but (laughs) (laughs) you're talking about, uh, claiming your space as number one bucket list guy in the world. And, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, um, I haven't got it yet. It'll come to me. Who cares? the the point is you've got to go out there and speak you know speak your truth. Um, there it is about your why. Um, and your first gigs are literally you know because we're all on, all on this free to fee um, sliding scale, you know, um, and you've got to go out there and do the freebies, get the you know get that. Um, that adulation, get that, you know, get that you know, uh, trial and error around your storytelling, around your jokes, around, your, you know, how you're structuring your talks. Yeah. Um, imposter syndrome, there it is. My that's coach right. said, early coach said to me, um, because you, we all worry so much about what other people think and will I do their good job and will it make impact? And that's our critter brain, you know, that's our, that's our critter brain, that's our reptilian brain, whatever you want to call it, Keeping us safe.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and that's always there. No matter how big you play, no matter how small, that's always there. And this coach said to me, which I've paid forward to a lot of people, um, you know, who do who do you think you are? To go out there and speak and be the bucket list guy and who do you think you are to go out there and talk to these thousand people? Who do you think you are? And he said, Look, it's always going to be there, but the best way to get over that and that fear. Is to just go out and help some people. Just go out, and help people. Go out there and help people. And before you know it, the noise, the positive reinforcement, the testimonials, etc., will drown out that voice inside your head of doubt. Mm. And no truer word has been spoken, man. You yeah. know, and and so we need to say yes more to more random gigs. Even you know, like oh, I charge. Uh, pretty well for my keynotes these days. I'm still doing free gigs, and every single per- every single speaker I know is still doing free gigs, right? Um, and and whether it be for a non for profit or for a school or or whatever, you know. But there's always that free to feed that we're balancing it out as. And uh, there's no, um, I'll I'll give you an example. <clears throat> I have raised money for. Uh, a not-for-profit here called the Reach Foundation, set up by an ex-AFL, uh, Australian Rules football player uh, by the name of Jim Steins, and it's a personal development program for teenagers uh, and for young adults. And I um, raised some money for them, and they said, look, Dave, can you come down and do a talk for our, the leaders of the Reach Foundation? This is a personal development program for wayward teens, you know, even teens living on the street. And You know, I said, I love you guys. I, I love what you do. I'd be, I'd be more than happy to. So I went down there, um, about 50, 60 young, young adults, no one over the age of 23. And I, and um, and they, and to be a leader in the Reach Foundation, to be in that room, you've got to have gone through the program, graduated and wanted to pay it forward. So I <clears throat> did my thing and then at the end of it, this girl got up, young woman got up. She would have been about 20 years old and she was absolutely bawling in front of all of her peers. And and I've gone just in front of everyone. I said, "Gee, what you know? You're all right. You know what's what's going on." And she said, um, "She said if if my younger sister had been here to see your presentation today, she wouldn't have killed herself two weeks ago."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I went, "Fuck!" And I look, I still got goosebumps, man. You know, like that's yeah. the that's the, that that moment that that was my um that cemented my why
0: yeah
1: you know my right. wife at the yeah. time put picked me up picked me up from the reach you know from the from the gig i had to take him to the airport i cried the whole way man I, I was like this is the day this is where this is it this is why i do what i do this is why yeah. i get on planes and i get tired and Do those gigs you just don't want to do? This is why I'm doing this. It reminded me of why, and I think, I think you know, the more you go out there, the more that will be cemented by these really random kind of moments. And I think that's a it's a beautiful thing. And you know, COVID has really taught me, um, you know, reminded me how much I love doing it. You know, it's a full expression of my art form, and I'm sure it is for you.
0: Yeah, I, I I would agree. I think that that one of the things that makes the biggest difference in terms of moving forward. and Speakers who I interview on on the show, uh, and many of my network of speakers as well, will often say, you know, the thing that speakers will always we'll say it's about them, it's not not about you, because that's what you so say about giving your speeches, but. No, that's what you're saying about life. It's like it's it, when you move into a place of service in life, when you stop focusing on just about what you get out of it, what <laughs> about yeah. you the, nice, yeah. the nice relationship, flashcard, the nice holidays, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so, I think, yeah. you know, generally, when you focus on the service in that level and doing your mission and helping people, and you'll find out the best ways for you to do that on your path. Some yeah. of that stuff's going to come along with that. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll have its moments.
1: And I think, I think too, Johnny. You know, if anyone's listening to this, everyone, everyone, and I'm sure you've seen this, is, there's so many, so many stories. There's so many rich, impactful stories within each of us, but only few have got the balls to go out and actually talk about it. Yeah. You know, be vulnerable enough or authentic enough or, or have the goal around actually sharing it, whether it be through a book or whether it be through a speech. But I think don't, you know, if you're watching this, listening to this, don't dare. Don't you, if it's a good story, do no, don't you dare keep it within you. How dare you? There's someone out there that needs to hear that right now and you'll maybe even save their life. Don't you dare keep it within you. Yeah. and and go out there and tell it. It's going to be shit at the start. Who cares? But just go out there and tell it. And the lights, I'm sure, you go out and tell it enough, the lights will go on for a whole bunch of people around you and then from every gig you should get another two to three referrals for next one. And, and before you know it, snowballs and snowballs and snowballs. Mm. So don't dare you hold it in because if there's some pain associated with it as well, It's extremely cathartic, not that you're getting up there and doing your own, you know, therapy, but it's extremely (laughs) cathartic when you go out there and help. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, please, (laughs) on the middle of the stage. Um, um, But it's extremely cathartic when you go out there and tell your story, and especially when it impacts other people. Um, You know, I I openly talk about my own level of, you know, my own depression. Uh, you know, albeit it was very mild compared to what I've heard, mm. but I can guarantee every single person, mainly guys that come up to me afterwards going, thanks for going there, man. You know, I've been struggling with this and this and this, and, you know, we remain connected on, on social media or, or whatever, but, you know, that's just the right place, right time, and you've got to be vulnerable. You've got to be authentic. You've got to deal with your shadows and go there.
0: Yeah, and and I think you know, I, making me think of a time like last last year, I, I was speaking to one one of my friends, and uh, she she's also a speaker, and and, she, and she's good, she's a good coach as well, and uh, uh, and she was asking me like some of my background and like some some stuff that. like... Um, stuff I went through early on in my transition from being full-time employed to uh, becoming a coach and I, I kind of messed up big time not 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 saying all of it was my fault you know there's definitely there's a, a bad economy and, and it's like but I didn't have a clue what I was doing and and I, I didn't really do the work that I needed to do and I kind of messed everything messed everything up drove myself yeah. drove my stuff from, and my my first attempt at being in business into the ground and, and I us talk yeah. about that and how I ended up pretty much like not not on the streets but uh i was like um sofa surfing for a little while and uh and then i yeah. sort of got taken in by by a friend I, I was effectively homeless but uh but not actually out on the streets uh, and, yeah. and and we we're talking about this, uh, bouncing back from that it wasn't really a bounce back it was very slow sort of <laughs> a very slow difficult climb
1: <laughs> yeah but
0: uh but but ultimately i did come back from it and um you know, that that is that is life and she's saying you know, you don't you don't realize how much of a powerful story that is you should be telling that oh, that's huge and like, well I, I don't i wasn't telling it because because I, I was a bit embarrassed about it because i kind of think you know he who, who wants to hear about me fucking up you know it's like uh, but actually people do and, and that's far more relatable and to understand that you no know, had i not gone through that i probably wouldn't be where where i am now and, uh, and I'm actually yeah. really happy with where I am now. Like, life right now is pretty fantastic. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, I hope it stays pretty good for a long time to come. But um, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't that, that that was the opposite of success. That was part of my journey to, to yeah. levels Tell of it. success.
1: Because here's the thing, like you've heard the statement, I'm sure, that we're all, you know, we're all comparing our behind-the-scenes footage with someone else's highlights reel. You know, social media has made this comparisonitis even worse, and that's that's actually created a thing. The adverse effect of social media is actually called, uh, it's actually this thing called the loneliness epidemic. It's an epidemic. It's a real thing. Google it, the loneliness epidemic. We think we're all connected, but we're actually more disconnected now more than ever. Um, so, I think it's the. I think it's you know now is the time for for all thought leaders all speakers to be even more vulnerable mm. you know to tell to be able to tell a story um to engage people and and you know just be yourself and I think the cool thing about being a speaker it's I, mean, oh, I can't remember who said it maybe Brian Tracy or even Tony Robbins said you know like like speaking is being a public speaker is the closest thing that one can do to self actualization right? On Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm. it's, it's you can you you know if you can get up there and be yourself, and bonus get paid handsomely for it, that's the holy grail. The cool thing about it is is where people maybe may get a little bit gun shy, you know. Um, over the process and then you know try and conform to what people think but if you stick at this thing long enough and you become you know just just play with the edges every time you go out there and do a talk you will get to the point where <clears throat> you get up on a stage and you just don't give a fuck yeah. and and sure it's it's completely uh, completely topical and you're not just you know going up there and you know, going against the establishment, you know, don't forget who who's paying you to be there. And but you just build that I don't give a fuck muscle. And and it's extremely cathartic. And I'm I have to pinch myself because I'm like, I lit you know, I I, I pitched for a gig yesterday over in Florida and and they're gonna pay me well for it and fly me over and um to real estate company and <clears throat> and I'm like this is totally cool. and and they' they've seen me, they've seen me swear and and a bunch of real estate agents, and uh, and and it w- are recommended by someone. I'm like, this is pretty you know this I think that's a holy grail, you know with with what is it eighty seven percent of people who go to work every single day are what they call disengaged in their careers and their jobs. You know we get to really be ourselves um up there on the stage um, in front of people. And um, you know, and, and we're not, we're not, you know, we're not um, playing anyone else's tune. We can play our own, and you know, um, that me now compared to how I started, hell of a lot more authentic. And I think you, you just build that muscle over time. Yeah, uh, you got to stretch the artistry. You got to stretch your expression. Yeah, and uh, I think it's a great platform for that.
0: I do. I, I'm. T- I think in from my from my perspective I, I also think that speaking really anyone who's ever had to create speeches and content that you're going to put out it pushes you to a level where you have to have, where you have to develop a deeper understanding of the things that you're talking about yeah but yeah, it also really I, I think it kind of pushes you as well to to solidify what you actually think about things because I don't think we often yeah. really know what we think or feel about things I know I sometimes I'm creating content, writing a talk or speech, and then I start to figure out what I actually think or feel about it from doing that rather than just having all this information or data uh, around inside me. It really formulates that and directs it.
1: Yeah, You go deeper into your thought leadership the more you explore it, the more you speak about it, the more you coach around it, the more programs you run. You go, you know, and another piece of advice that I love to give is don't have the trainer mindset you know, be a jack of all trades, master of none, because then you're not known for someone. I can't refer people to you because you're everything. You know, I, I can't. You know, and as speakers, if you don't know uh, and people watching, listening don't know, speakers speak to each other. Like I go do a gig and they say, hey, Trav, do you know anyone that could do this this again next year? And I'm like, well, yeah, I can. I've got more. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, can you refer anyone or hey, Trav, you're doing the keynote talk and we want someone after lunch who kind of does a similar thing to you. And it's like, yep, cool. There's only a handful of people that I can really in my heart actually recommend because mm. there's a lot of wankers out there. And, uh, and, and you know, we're putting our reputation on the line. Um, it's uh, instead of going an inch inch deep and a mile wide, seriously go an inch wide and a mile deep with your thought leadership. Mm. You know, and the hardest thing about being a serial entrepreneur is bright, shiny object syndrome and doing, being a jack of all trades, master of none. And that's been the hardest thing. I've had to k- keep the blinkers on the last 10 years. And me being me, <laughs> that's um, been extremely difficult. But, you know, thank God, um you know, that that's how I get most of my work. It's like, oh, buckle yeah. this guy. You know, this is what he does. This is this is what he's known for, and everything everything falls out of that.
0: Yeah, I, I can I can relate to that very much. You know, as as uh, someone who's been in coaching for myself for many years, um, many of the people I work with have similar issues. I, I have an issue with this as well. Of um, it's being very it's very easy to take on more than you can really handle, and to keep saying yes, to it yeah. because it's exciting and you want to do it and the shiny objects, uh, and and there there comes a point where you just don't feel like you're moving forward with anything because you've got too much that you're trying to do at once and, and you don't know where to start you don't know what to work on first you, you absolutely have to prioritize it and, and you may not be able to well, get everything back to just that one thing but you do have to as you say put your blinkers on and get focused on the main most important thing
1: yeah look i you know i'll, I'll give an example um it was it was last year um that uh, you know, a, a conference organizer with the pharmacy pharmacy group said, "Oh, Trev, we want you, you know come up and do your talk, and um, we want you to do the opening co- keynote and the closing keynote. And by the way, can you do some MC work as well? Um, you know, we'll pay you extra and that sort of thing." And I said, "I actually thought about it. I I, I tossed and turned with it, and, and I said, no, no, I I I am the bucket list guy. I talk about bucket list. I am not an MC." Although and you know this John you know like it's easy to grab a microphone and do jokes and sure. do the fill in and the fluff bit it's really nothing and maybe present some awards and bits and pieces and i'm like i I don't do that I'm not known for it and it'll it'll actually um <clears throat> I could easily do it and have a lot of fun, but I just don't do that, and so that's that's it's what you say no to is what defines you mm-hmm. as well so Um, you know, I was up there, they had a guy, he did a great job. I could have done better, but, um, that's not the point, (laughs) the point point being, I said no to it. Um, (laughs) but, um, but at the end of the day, you know, that, that then cements your expertise.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, and sometimes uh, sometimes you also have to consider you know, having having a recognizable brand these days is really important. And, and there may be things that you might choose to take on, like doing that kind of thing could actually weaken your brand because you start becoming uh, a bit for something else and uh, uh, that's not really not very very help, helpful helpful yeah. to you on a professional yeah, yeah. level.
1: either. Oh, get yeah, get he speaks about Buckley's, he also does MC You'll probably uh, hand out, you know, hand out sweets, and you know, he'll present <laughs> the award, and he'll be in a stand out the front too, he has you like know, a as, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's going to do the filming as well. It's like, dude, yeah. just stick to your guns.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's really good <laughs> advice. When you're working with people, you and and your coaching teammates, but when you're working with people on like bucket lists, let's let's get into bucket lists. When you're working on that, are there things that come up like? time and time again or is it mostly like jumping out of a plane uh hopefully with a parachute or swimming with dolphins and that kind of thing yeah
1: you got you got the dolphins you got the mountains you got the 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 marathons you got the bungee jump you've got the all these are typical and um and sure they're all bucket list items and but um It's the things like I I created a piece of intellectual property called uh, and this is what, you know, we as speakers, as thought leaders, what we've got to do is create our own IP, you know. And I, I, in my TED talk called Life's Too Short by Trav Bell. it's on YouTube, I introduced and unpacked a concept called the My Bucket List Blueprint. So it's M-Y Bucket List. So it's 12 letters. It's a twelve-step system for how to write. It sounds a little bit like AA, to be honest, um, but it's a twelve-step program um, where it it um, helps a person unpack all the things that they want to do before they die, and um, it helps them go sort of north, south, east, west in their own brain, and and. You know, helps them extract and articulate this personally meaningful and like a holistic list. Mm. So I did. I, I did that. It's really helped people. But you, you know, um, so a lot of people think of bucket list as travel. You know, well, travel is the T at the end of that acronym. Um, travel adventures. You know, ultimate challenges. Are the things like the jumping out of the plane, conquer fear, that sort of stuff. But because I've I've created this. Um, and tried and tested over the last 10 years, and it's really helped people have a more not just about me but also about we. What's the sort of legacies that I can leave? What's the kind act for others that I can do? Um, who are the people that I want to meet? You know, what, how, you know um, how can I express myself out in the world? So it really does challenge people to think um, way more broadly about their bucket list. The good and why I created it, because a lot of things on people's bucket list were very expensive and, and required a lot of time. And as a result, you know, the things like the travel, you know, Machu Picchu and, you know, Australia and, you know, coming, you know, a lot of people sacrifice their happiness. You know, we live in a delayed gratification society. I'll be happy when syndrome. Um, so, and a lot of these items require a lot of resources, that, you know, time and money, and I'll do it later. And they put it off for a perfect time and someday. And, you know, so people sacrifice their happiness to enjoy later. And, and with the rise and rise of depression, of people not engaging their jobs, of, of um, mental health and suicides and antidepressants and blah, 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 you know, like I want people to be happier now. I want people to, you know... Go after things on their bucket list that they don't um, have to have to wait until until later on in life. You know, maybe when they're we're too sick or haven't got the energy to do it. So, this yeah. allows people to be happier now, and um, and be happier later. And it really has turned on the lights for a lot of people and given them a whole other perspective on um, and going after it now. It's a re- really about choosing happiness, and so. Um, you know that 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 is that that is uh, one of the ways in which we've helped people really go after their bucket list. and and everything that I teach and have taught is largely founded on positive psychology. So but I just put this you know this this brand of bucket list over the top of it to make it more palatable, make it more tangible. Right. But essentially, positive psychology is is all really the psychology of happiness, helping people be more grateful. Have more meaning, more purpose, go to their strengths um, and be more fulfilled in life. And that's what it's all about. So, and, you know, and I built this thing for me. I built this thing to help me experience all of those things um, instead of going on antidepressants, instead of going on, um, you know, going down that rabbit hole of, uh, of depression. So, um, yeah, created for me and just so happens there's a lot of me's out there. <laughs> um, that want to live a lot more for free life, and But it's not, here's the thing though, um, it's not just about writing a bucket list and then going and doing it. It's really about how a person and a company reverse engineers their life and every aspect of their life in order to make this stuff come to fruition. Yeah. It's, the, it's the growth of the person on this journey towards these self-imposed destinations. But most importantly, John, it's about the person that exists on the other side and that's the person we don't know yet. That's called our potential, right? As coaches, we want to help people experience more of their own potential before they, you know, so they have a regret, a regret-free life rather than regretful life. And uh, you know, when a person experiences more of their own potential, um, puts a smile on their face. It, it brings a more, you know, happier, happier person, more fulfilled person. And that that shit lights me up. Mm. You know, when the light r- really goes on and um you know, so whether it's, whether it's, you know, in a keynote presentation or one of our coaches are running a program, really we take, <clears throat> we help people take time out of their life to work on their life, to separate their daily to-do list from their bucket list, help them reprioritize. Um And, uh, and, and yeah, it, but uh, it, and it really has helped people and help people be, help people embody self-care and, it's a self leadership lesson and it allows people to put their own oxygen mask on first before they can go and help others.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that a lot of people these days feel like they're just existing rather than really living. And uh, as you living said, by uh,
1: default rather than by yeah. design.
0: Yeah. yeah, 100%. And it's very very much that. And this this stuff starts to give you a bit of spark back in life and starts to give you a bit of purpose and, and some, some things to move towards rather than just waking up and thinking, oh, God, another day.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's it, man. Like it, it, and, and, and I've helped enough people. I know it works and and it's continuing to work. You know, like I said, we've got bucket list coaches in 22 countries teaching this stuff, and that just – this came out of people, um, people requesting, "Can I teach your stuff?" And then I went, "All right, well, I'm going to set up a licensing company." And um, as of January 2018, I, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I set up a licensing company. And two and a half years later, or two and. Three quarters, I don't know, the last year is a bit of a blur, <laughs> but um, yeah, two and a half years later, we're in 22 countries and that's because other people wanted to teach this stuff. So we've got life coaches, executive coaches, business coaches, people who have been through cancer, people who have had an epiphany and they want to help others. We've got, we've got our youngest coach is 21, our old, oldest, oldest coach is 65, no prerequisites, and people people want to go out there and help other people live a more fulfilled life. And so we teach them how to, we give them a business framework and, um, you know, they become a certified bucket list coach and off they go.
0: Yeah. Great. And what are your visions for the future?
1: Um, My vision for the future is very clear. It's to, uh, you know, to create a purposely fulfilled world, a purposely fulfilled world. And our mission is to help 10 million bucket listers live purposely fulfilled lives and, you know, ticket before they kick it. So um, yeah, every coach that comes on, we say, okay, what's going to be your contribution towards that 10 million? You know, how many people are you going to help this year, um, this quarter, and, uh, and let's put some programs in place so you can go out there and help people in your community.
0: Yeah, fantastic.
1: So it's it's not just about me. It's it's really about we now, and um, I'm still doing the speaking, the bucket list guy. But now, you know, I, I can now um, hand on heart. This is this is actually part of my bucket list to leave a legacy, is to change the conversation around and change the narrative and give people extra tools to um, to embody self care, and and so they don't have to go on anti
0: antidepressants and things like that. Yeah, and I think there might be a lot of people who are. Feeling that way right now uh, as well, you know. Shit, been, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, there's been so is, uh, much.
0: The next crisis after the pandemic is the is the mental health crisis, and I think like, we're already in that. Really, huge man. Uh, for, yeah, for, yeah,
1: yeah. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I'm I'm not, and I've been. You know, I, I've gone up and down with my emotions through all this as well, and I'm sure here you you have too. And we're all at you know different different levels around the world, and but what it's allowed people to do. I think what we'll see is people, you know, right around the world, we've all taken this big collective deep breath in and re, really recalibrated on what, on what we're doing. That is exactly what some people have needed. Yeah. A lot of people are going, you know what, I don't want to be on the tube, you know, for three hours a day. I don't want to be stuck in traffic. I, I, I can work from home. I'm innovating. In my business i'm adding an you know an online component now the whole world has gone online in the last six months um i've adapted to new technology i've failed forward faster the you know i didn't even know zoom existed six months ago a year ago until now and we've all like gone oh yeah we're all we're all, we're all failing forward because we have to use it so people have just embraced technology and felt the fear and done it anyway um but But a lot of people have just recalibrated, I feel, and recalibrated on their happiness and recalibrated on what this new normal of work-life blend actually looks like.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, and you know, hopefully most people have. Well, everyone's had some strategy through this. Some uh, for me, it was throwing myself into work, uh, yeah. and that worked for so long <laughs> that it's yeah. like, okay, oh, this is.
1: for you? I
0: do actually need to look after <laughs> myself as well. For some people, it yeah. was Netflix. Some people, it might have been other things, and some people, yeah. uh, their strategy was not managing at all. But you know, the, yeah. that's just the the reality of how it is, and, and none of it's right or wrong. It's just what you do because of where you are but um it's all it's all about where you can go from here and and that you're not you're not stuck with how how life has been it doesn't have to predict your future either so this is cool thing
1: is is we're all in the same boat too like like everyone's in the same boat you know normally you know things like depression you're always comparing you know against normal people or you know and and you're abnormal but everyone's in the same boat, you know, like we're all got the same sort of problems going on now. Mind you, not everyone's just surviving. A lot of people are thriving, big time. Yeah. And I love the adaptability. People need to trust their own adaptability through all this and their own level of innovation through this. It's brought families closer together. you know and, and it really has there's been a big list of positives, I think, through all this
0: yeah i hope hopefully there always always are but you know in in any times of challenge i believe that there are great opportunities as well and actually there's been a lot of sad things happened with uh, with covid and everything and, mm. and a lot of very difficult and challenging things for people but ultimately um i think we can we get through challenges stronger uh, our our lives are whether we don't always enjoy the challenges in life but we usually end up coming out of them Stronger or better in, in some way. But yeah, we,
1: we're, we we're, we're resilient. resilient
0: as well. Yeah, we do have to. We're come. resilient, and I think we got to. It's 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 taught us all to be
1: trust our own resilience that we can get through stuff, even that um, even it might look hopeless at the start, but we can get through stuff. And and that we're, as human beings, we're inherently resilient. A lot more, a lot more resilient. We've probably led ourselves to believe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree, and we should definitely definitely trust that and focus on focus on our ability to adapt and to be resilient. Those are the most important things, not just in times of pandemic, but in life in general. Those are the 100. things that help us uh, be a bit more healthier and um, more prosperous and positive. Finding the yeah. opportunities, believing that they're out there and that you can have them and, and create them. It's great. Yeah. So. As, as we start to wrap up things for our, our conversation today, uh, because I have to respect time, <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> I, I, like to, I like to ask my guests quite often for, for book recommendations. So like, you, you have a lot of oh. stuff about uh, uh, about bucket lists and things like that. So I don't know if if a book recommendation for you would be for a, a bucket list book or if it would be for some, something else. But if, if someone comes to you and says, um, what's a book I should definitely read, what, what would you recommend?
1: Oh, look, uh, you know, I'd answer that with a question is, um, is what, uh, you know, what do you need at this point in time? Where are the gaps? Um, What are you focusing on right now? Um, So it's a a very hard question to ask. And, you know, like I, these are all fake, by the way, this is a Zoom background. (laughs) It's not really, Um, (laughs) um, but no, at the end of the day, it's, um, it depends on where a person's at. You know, it's it's um, probably silly for me to assume that everyone's everyone's in the same place. But you know, one thing, one no, I I talk about happiness. So from a personal development point of view, if you're in a bad place right now, I think one of the ones that I recommend, and I have look, it's all dogged and and messed up and written in and blah blah blah. This is how I write a book. Uh, I, I read a book. It's like pen and my books are abused. But I, I love this book. This, is, this gave me a really turning point. Happier by Tano Ben-Shahar. He's a positive psychologist who worked under Martin Seligman. Um, and in, in this, he's got the MPS process, a th- in a Venn diagram, three intersecting circles. What gives you meaning? What gives you pleasure? And what are your strengths? In the middle is your calling. Mm-hmm. I did this, and that helped me cement um, the bucket list guy as well help me make the decision so this is a really good way, good book to recalibrate your happiness really cali- recalibrate on on what's giving you meaning in your life as well yeah. um, the other one the other one I'd go through is probably for speakers is Matt Church's The Thought Leader's Practice which is amazing so a thought leader a thought leader is Someone who an expert, you know, in a in a topic. You know, I'm I'm i I run a thought leadership practice. I'm not just a speaker, but I'm a thought leader. So you've got to kind of go, you know, a little bit higher up on on the perspective of it. So mm-hmm. as a thought leader, as an expert, you know, there is six uh, ways to monetize that expertness. Um, I can be a speaker. I can be a an author. That's two. I can be a coach. I can be a trainer. I can be a mentor. I can also be a facilitator. Um, is that five or six? That was six. I think that's that was six. So these are all income streams for your thought leadership practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I love this because you know they they challenge you to play the ten grand a month game, and that is pick one of those streams. Let's say it's speaking. Um, and try and make ten grand a month out of it first before you move on to the others, mm. um, so do the speaking, get ten grand a month, keep that consistent that 's one hundred and twenty a year and then and then you know look at when you 've got that ten grand coming in quite consistent, then look at all right coaching maybe all right, play the ten grand a month game with that one and then and then build and build and build, and a full thought leadership practice which is over a million bucks a year. Um, it sort of goes through this methodically in this book. Matt Church is super switched on dude, yeah really, really, really credible. Cool. So I'd probably go with those two at the moment and yeah, um, there's, a great. Bunch, there's a bunch more. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Grant Cadone as well, the 10x rule, that's another one that's uh, like and more loving. That's just a straight up good personal development sales kind of book and bigger bigger thinking kind of book. Um, Um, and his other one here last one is be obsessed or be average on on his plane that um that basically says fuck life balance no such thing be obsessed about everything And, and that was just a red rag to a bull for me be obsessed about your family be obsessed about your health be obsessed about your business there's no such thing as balance nothing ever balances so that's a really good book for that Mm, That'll do.
0: Perspective. Okay, cool. So some good recommendations. Uh, definitely want to be checking those out. Let's uh, let's start to bring things to a close then with what would be some a final thoughts, some words that you'd like to leave our audience with today?
1: Life is way too short not to leave your bucket list.
0: Great. There's uh, very, very wise words and I hope people will go and start doing that. I'm going to be thinking about my bucket list after this conversation. That's for sure. Something I haven't looked at for, for a long time, but I think I feel inspired to go and check that out. And, and uh, I've really enjoyed the conversation. I think we've covered uh, some great stuff. I think hopefully it's been cool. very helpful and, and gets out to some people um, who, who maybe need to hear what we've been talking about today. Uh, if that's the case, then, then let us know. We'd love to, love to hear from you. We'd love to get that kind of feedback as well. Um, Trav, Trav Travel, the bucket list guy, thank you so much for being on Speaking of Influence. No worries, John. Thanks, mate. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Whilst you're here, remember to like and subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Whilst you're here, why not download your free copy of my ebook, The Five Key Beliefs of Bulletproof Business Speakers, available from my website, presentinfluence.com. Make sure you tune in again next week. We'll be back with some more guests and some bonus episodes coming out as well for the holiday season, keeping you entertained, making sure you don't have a moment of boredom where you can watch and listen to some Speaking of Influence episodes over the holidays. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who would make a great guest, please get in touch. My email is john at presentinfluence.com. If you'd like me to be a guest on your show, you'd like me to come and speak at your event or to your company or organization, please again, get in touch. I'd be more than happy to hear from you. See you again next time for Speaking of Influence.